0: Live from the J.C. Newman Cigar Studio in Boston, Massachusetts. Welcome to the Smoke and Tobacco Show with your hosts, Matt Tobacco and Smoking and Nicole.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Smoking Tobacco Show. My name is Matt Tobacco from SmokingTobacco.com, and I am joined once again by my beautiful wife, Smoking Nicole. Uh, it is yet another Thursday night. It's another show. It's another cigar. Getting towards the end of the summer. Uh, But, you know, we still have a few more weeks left of good cigar weather outside. We have with us, as always, we have a guest. A lovely guest. Fantastic guest. A sister of the leaf. That's something that we should be doing more of. But um, we have one tonight, which is awesome. And you may have heard of Greycliff Cigars. But maybe you haven't heard of Boss of the Block. We're going to talk about it. Welcoming to the show is... The multi talented, Pila Kangri. Pila, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, you make me feel like I was gonna get a Grammy or something. What's up, Matthew? What's up, smoking the coal? Don't you
1: now I was reading earlier, don't don't you have a Grammy? Do you have a Latin Grammy? Is that what or multiple?
2: No, not yet. Not yet. Oh okay. I thought Uh, I read that somewhere. I'm a Latin Grammy member, and I'm a member also of the Recording Academy. Uh, that's, that's how you start. You become a member. That's how you go. But I think next year is looking really good for me, actually.
1: Well, that's awesome. Living the yeah. dream, right? Living the dream. Uh-huh. <laughs> 100%. 100%. So uh, you're not smoking with us tonight. As the guest, I'd ask you first, but I don't think you're smoking with us.
2: No, I'm in my um my recording studio, if you can see the the sponges.
1: Oh, okay. So, that's awesome.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so we're not allowed to smoke in
1: here. Yeah, probably not a good idea. Um, so no, not at all. That's okay. So uh, you can set that one out. It's all good. We're going to smoke for you. Uh, I am smoking yes. the uh, Timeless Limited Edition 10th Anniversary or the 10-Year Cigar from Ferio Tego. And Nicole, what are you smoking? Oh my.
0: Um, I'm smoking the Minolo Quesada 75th.
1: Ooh, okay. That cigar also just came out at the trade show. These are yep. two new cigars for this year. Um, been smoking a lot of new stuff lately. Trying to. Trying to. <laughs> Nicole has. So I've That's already. Crazy. I've already gone through most of my show samples, um, from the trade show, or the ones we got rather. Uh, Nicole is. I don't want to say just started, but she's she's got a nice big bag I'm over there. I'm
0: behind on my samples. Sorry.
2: How big have- is your bag?
1: Wow.
0: This is all new, all new this year. I'm trying to smoke through it so I can speak to it, and so I have a lot of cigars to smoke. She's got some <laughs> catching up to do. I do. <laughs> I do.
2: That's that's what's up. That's what's up. So when you guys are all done with those, you'll get a shipment of Boss of the Block to try.
1: I'm very excited to try those. You know, I was doing a little bit of reading on it, and you know, I'm I'm somewhat familiar with Great Cliff Cigar Company. I haven't mm-hmm. my actually. John Carney, um, our audience knows John Carney, John Carney of La Flor Dominicana, who's also of uh, the Smoking Tobacco Show, uh, actually was down at Greycliff. he went on a trip earlier this year and he actually stopped in there when he was down in the Bahamas. He was took a cruise. And uh, so he actually went in there. And I think he had some of the cigars. I uh, I've met with them before at the show. I don't think I've ever had their cigars. I don't I have never been to Greycliff, but it is on my list. Um, because it's it's definitely a little bit different than most of the the factories, and, and it's it's something that I want to visit and, and check out. Um, so I you was should.
2: really to an experience.
1: Uh, yeah. So I was really excited to have you on the show because it was kind of a great way for us to not only talk about you, but talk about Great Cliff and everything that you're doing with them, which is fantastic. So, but before we get into that, because I I, and I know there's a lot there, but I do want to cover, um. Obviously, you're a DJ, you're in music, and that's kind of like your, your, first, your first claim to fame. Um, how how long, have you been, how long have you been doing that? Wow, well, I,
2: th- I think, well, I've been doing music since I was born. You know, it's just something that's really, it was innate in me um, to sing and rap and, and the whole nine yards. And um, I started my own record company and then find my way to distribution. I'm giving you the short version. The yeah, short yeah. version. <laughs> and uh, we, we released a, a song last year. Well, no, this year it was January. I met with Greycliff. This is like the segue. I met with Greycliff in November of last year. And I released a, a video that they were a part of in January. Right now, the video's got, I think, worldwide streaming and everything. It's like 5 million views uh, so far. And now wow. we're finishing the album. And, and in between that, um, I am the resident DJ at a spot in the city called Bar 13. So you can catch me there every Friday and Saturday. And I fly back and forth to the Great Craycliff uh, Sky Lounge in the Bahamas to DJ. Rough rough job. Someone has yeah, to do it. That's tough. Yes. It's, yes. It's, yes. Super tough. Get to DJ know. in Paris. So, yeah, mu- <laughs> right. So, so mu- mu- music is my life. And, and that's what I've uh, been blessed to do for a living. And I just finished an album. And the album should be out of, within the next few months going to fly out to the Bahamas to film the video. But yeah, I'm living the life, man. Being a DJ is. And being a female DJ is the greatest. Um, it's just, um, I don't know, it's just dope. It's just dope. Being a chick is dope.
1: Yeah, you know, I feel like, especially, you know, within the cigar industry, right? And you were actually in attendance at the, was it the sixth round table that we recorded in Las Vegas for the Sisters of the Leaf global movement? Right. Uh, you were there, you were in that right. video, you spoke. Um, so you are you're definitely one of the, I don't like to use the term few, um, although I think at times it is perceived as the few uh, sisters of the right. leaf in the industry. Um, right. So it, it's got to be, you know, it's got to be great. You know, and even in in the DJ um, circuit and the DJ world industry, you know, like you said, being a female these days in, in a lot of industries, not just the cigar industry, it especially when you're successful and you go far and and you have your own thing that you've created or your own business or your own reputation, whatever it is, it's a glass ceiling breaker for a, for a lot of women because you know, there was a long time when, you know, the, it was always a man's and it was always a man's world. And now, you know, women today are are doing more, accomplishing more, um, by themselves, you know, without anyone else's help. And, um, I think that yeah, you are another great example of that. Just someone who's who's been able to do multiple things, right, and be a woman that stands proud in that. So it's 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 really awesome to see that.
2: Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, it's 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 been a great experience because um, if I were a guy, like if I were Puff Daddy, right? Puff Daddy does like a million things, right? Mm -hmm. He makes clothes. He's a rapper. He's a manager. He's a mogul. He does all this stuff, and and it's kind of it's okay. But when you're a girl doing that, it's like, well, you should really stick to one thing because, you know, like focus just on one thing. What's what's it gonna be? But I took the um, the initiative to do whatever I wanted to do and making my own my own lane. But I've got a good team too, so I have to thank them uh, for helping me being able to achieve everything that I that I'm achieving. DJing is awesome. I meet people, and it works hand in hand with the cigar industry, you know. Uh, you meet people, you talk, you shake hands, you kiss babies and everything kinda works together.
1: Yeah. It's definitely a um a very social engagement or social atmosphere. Uh I can in on both yes. sides of that. Um and, and it is. I mean it's like you said, it's a, it's a tough job. It's a very tough job to have. It's um you know, partying and smoking cigars is <laughs> man, I wouldn't want that oh, I, would, and, I wouldn't and, want that and job. Drinking <laughs> scotch. And drinking, and, scotch, and, yeah. and drinking scotch
2: yeah oh <laughs> my god what a job and, and you know something at, at pca everybody was so so beautiful to me there was so i think i think it's the hair i think it's the vibe i think it's the, the positivity that i that i just exude and the djing over there in in Great clips booth i think it took everybody kind of like what's what's going on here what what is Great Cliff doing? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was great. I mean, everybody, I mean, from everybody that I've met in the cigar industry, that, that day was kind to me, like giving and giving me advice and just open. It was great. It was awesome.
1: I saw you at PCA. We didn't get to meet with you guys at Great Cliff. Um, our routine and our schedule at the trade show, as we've talked about before, did, kind of got messed up this year. So it, we were really behind. But um, – like I said, we, we ran into you a little bit at the Sisters of the Leaf meeting, but I did see you at the trade show. Mm-hmm. You looked like a rock star, and I'm sure people were like, who's that? Like, this is cool. And then Greycliff? Like, they're stepping up their game. Um, you know, I yeah, usually man. usually it's Drew Estate. Drew Estate's got DJ Eli, you know, at the booth at every trade show and every barn smoker and all the events. And now Graycliff's like, we're going to bring our own DJ. So, you know, Drew Estate didn't show up, so we made sure we brought a DJ. That's That's what's up. You know? <laughs> yeah, it,
2: it, you got to give it to them because they are rich in tradition. They've been doing things a certain way for all this time. And to be open enough to have me around and to, and to, and to create this incredible cigar collection with me has been awesome. And we're doing, we're doing really big things next year. I mean, this is big, but we, we've got some great stuff planned for next year.
1: So how long have you been smoking cigars for?
2: Well, I'll give you a straight answer. I'm Cuban.
1: Oh, okay, your cool. Well, there you go. That's you were born with it. Yeah,
2: I was born with a bo- with a bottle with coffee with seven sugars in it yep. and a cigar in the other hand. That's yep. it. That's, that's it. The, that's the answer.
1: That's in your DNA.
2: <laughs> Absolutely, but uh, to be, to, I guess, to point it out to you, my my grandmother was from a place in Cuba called Olging, and she was a cigar roller. And uh, my dad and I once, you know, I reached a certain age, you know, 18, 20, My dad and I were very, very close, and we we would smoke cigars on occasion. And that's where the bonding happened between me and my dad. It's just awesome to smoke with your father. Yeah. And um, I made a friend over at Davidoff of Geneva in New York City named Robert Sacy who introduced me to everything Davidoff, and I became a Davidoff fanatic. And he introduced me to the Great Cliff line once they carried it. And that's how I I fell in love with Great Cliff at the Davidoff store.
1: Wow. Yeah, I was reading a little bit about uh, on on your website about the uh, about the Great Cliff, the boss of the block, um, and it was it was interesting because now it makes a little more sense because in here somewhere, and I'm trying to find it, of course, um, it says right here that um, you are a fan of the late Avellino and the Great Cliff cigar that said the boss of the block's incredible palate is rich in Cuban tradition. There you go. Yeah. So. Uh, tell, us, uh, tell us a little bit about the Boss of the Block cigar, you know, what you know, the blend is like. And you know, for, for those maybe you know, obviously who haven't had it, you know, what can they expect when they smoke that cigar?
2: Well, if, since you read a little bit about Greycliff, I guess on my website, you know, Gray Greycliff comes from a, a Cuban tradition with Avelino Lara being at the helm. I mean, Avelino Lara was uh, overseeing Diplomatico. He was overseeing Trinidad. And he was overseeing Laguitos um, and the Cohiba. Mm-hmm. So the tradition is very, very Cuban and he came over to the Bahamas and helped uh, Enrico Garbazolo Garzaroli uh, create the Great Cliff line for the family. So that's where the story begins. Hence I um I meet Robert Sacy from Davidoff and introduces me to Great Cliff, which at the time I couldn't afford. it's a very expensive cigar. Even fifteen years ago was an expensive cigar with a regular job it's like yeah, uh, yeah, not Davidoff, Graycliffe.
1: Oh, Graycliffe, Graycliffe.
2: okay. Uh, Graycliffe. I mean, for a regular person who's got a regular job, it's, you know, it's, uh, it's a luxury. Yeah. So uh, he gave me three cigars, and one of them was a, a purple label, which I've saved till the day I met the Graycliffe family in November. So I've had it for like 15 years, this cigar, hanging wow. out in my humidor. <laughs> yeah, and I said, one, one of these days, I'm going to be able to afford one, and then I'm able to go, you know actually flew out there to buy one but back to the story um i um i fell in love with the purple label their 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 chateau it's just like incredible it's 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 chocolate it's coffee it's it's a hallucinogenic it's it's a trip this cigar is crazy yeah so i flew out to the bahamas last november and i went to the sky room and when i went to sky room the the great sky room i went to the hotel and when I went to the hotel, I just met Enrico, which is Paolo's father, and they gave me a tour of the place. I fell in love with everything. I was able to smoke a, a Grand Cru that was just um, that was uh, made for me right there, and I loved it so much. It was it was like going to Disney for me, you know, going to a place of where the cigar is made that you love so much. Right. I purchased two boxes. Long story short, the owner's son calls me the next day to have me come down and do the tour of their factory, which I did and we sat, we drank a lot of Cuban rum, and in, in the midst of that conversation, I said, I think about the time that I really would like to have my own cigar. And he said, let's do it. And I said, let's do what? Cause so let's create your cigar. I said, you're kidding. Are you kidding? Like, am I being punked? What's going on here? <laughs> oh, you've got a great vibe. You've got a great story. You know, your cigars, you know, everything about cigars, you're Cuban, you know what you're talking about. Let's do a cigar. He goes, what do you want to call it? And all this time I'm thinking it's just conversation. And he says, you want to call it pila I said, no. I think everybody wants to be a boss, right? Nicole, am I right? Everybody wants to be a boss.
0: Absolutely. So
2: I said, men, women, children, we all want to be bosses. I go, I think we should call it the boss of the block. Boss of the block. He goes, okay. And we shook hands and that was it. We did it. We shook hands and six months later, we're at a PCA. It's a great wow. story. Wow. And I don't know I don't know if you were able to see the I think I have it here. I don't know if you can see it online. But um let me see, what is this here? The um can you see that? The, yep. that? the band. See that? The band. Yes. Yep. The band. Yes. Does it look does it look familiar?
1: <laughs>
2: you see? The band
1: is me. Well yeah. I I figured yeah. that. <laughs> I thought I was missing something yeah, else. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and,
2: and I would love to say that was my egotistical idea but it definitely wasn't that was uh, all Greycliff they have their marketing team is great they know what they want um they created you know incredible stuff and they created that we have four bands that's the first one that, okay. that we released um so yeah so that's that's the short that's the short version but it, it, could you imagine that that you love something so much or you or you've been holding on to the cigar for so many years and now you're able to actually fly out there, to meet the family, to purchase cigars. Not only do you walk out with the boxes that you've purchased, but you walk out with a cigar deal. Like, how does how does that happen?
1: It is crazy. I mean, you like you were saying before, like you go from being like, oh, this is a luxury for me to buy to, yeah, now they're making cigars for you. And it's got to be one of those moments where you're like... <laughs> dreaming is this real <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: yeah and, and it's crazy because it's a beautiful collaboration it's um they treat me like family um everything is no what do you think and they'll say to me no what do you think so it's not like it's never one-sided i am in, in such a great place and, and it's just so happy it's 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 beautiful
1: yeah the um so currently, you have so the bossa block is is one cigar, or do you? It's like it, it's one blend, and you have multiple sizes.
2: That's what it is. It's one blend, and we have multiple sizes. We have the uh, the big boss. It's sixty by six. Ah, uh, we have some called the bull. It's fifty four by six.
1: Mm-hmm. We have
2: Kangri, which is named after me. It's fifty two by six, and we have El Duro, which is fifty by five.
1: Interesting. So you have four sizes already uh and these are these are officially out now they're on sale um
2: yes we, so- we sold out a pca from all the orders really? so now we're um yeah i think after the after the 10th we're supposed to have more but i think it's more after the 15th we'll have some more wow so we're fulfilling all the orders that um were made and a lot of people have have ordered and now we're, we're back at it again so it's a good problem
1: so are you I maybe it's a little too maybe a little too soon maybe too early but it sounds to me like you've already had some massive success with this are we looking at maybe yes. the the next boss, uh, boss of the block cigar the next iteration maybe an expansion I, to the brand
2: oh, oh I I think so a great cliff and I've I've been working on a lot of a lot of stuff besides cigars besides cigars things that complement the cigars so yeah I think I definitely think so Um, there's, there's a lot going on. It's been a, it was like an incredible surprise. We, we were surprised, but weren't surprised. Like we knew it was going to work for some reason. I mean, Great Cliff is a, is a great cigar company. The the quality control is crazy. Just the way they do everything. Once you're there, you'll see it's, it's unbelievable. And I think their collaboration with me is something so brand new, so unexpected that people are really saying, Hey, these guys are like doing what's happening now in 2022. They've, they've changed the game and, but still maintaining the tradition and the quality of the
1: cigar. Yeah. Now, so they're fa- so they're in Na- are they in Nassau, the Bahamas? Yes, they're in yes, Nassau. Yes, They are. And yes. so the factory is. I know there's like a hotel. There's the cigar factory, and then there's a there's a chocolate factory too, right?
2: Yeah, they have a five star hotel. It's called the Great Cliff. Yep. Cliff Hotel. They the Great Cliff Hotel. I don't know if you know this, but it's the um. The biggest privately owned um, wine cellar in the world, over 285,000 bottles of wine. Wow! One of their bottles costs $210,000. You have wow. to visit and check out this 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 wine cellar, and they have the greatest selection of Chateau Tours ever seen, like in humanity. Um, they also have uh, the cigar factory. They've got the chocolate factory. Chocolates are awesome, and they also have a candle a candle store, and they have a marketplace also wow. they they like run that they run like the nassau that's like the Great cliff thing because you know, it, everything is great cliff
1: is it all together or is it all spread out
2: no it's it's all well it's, it's all in the same vicinity yeah it's in the same vicinity um the marketplace i think if i'm not mistaken is closer to where the ships land uh Good. where the ships dock yeah and they have the sky lounge the great Cliff sky lounge is located in margaritaville which is down the street it's on the rooftop it's absolutely gorgeous Wow. Uh, and they also have the airport lounge at the airport
1: in Nassau. Cigar Lounge? Yes. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's good to know. I mean I I've been down yes. to the Bahamas. I think I was I've been there once. I was down there probably two thousand five when I was much younger. Um so I don't really remember it that, that much and I also I mean I wasn't smoking cigars at the time either. Um, but mm-hmm. i'm definitely due to go back and now when i do i i have plenty to see uh and we need to go see Greycliff and all of the things that they have and do because uh, this I just sounds like a you magical go. time
2: <laughs> oh my god it's crazy and the food is the food is insane
1: yeah yeah at I mean, the restaurant it, wow It it's it just it it's it sounds like one of those things that like it's it's a bucket list thing like you got to go down to the bahamas and do Greycliff. I mean, you, you got to go to here and you got to go to here and you got to go, there, but you have, you have to go down to Greycliff too. So we'll add that to the list. That's something we got to get to at some point. Um, very Absolutely. excited. And, and like I said, John John Carney was down there early in the year and, and he I remember him saying like, oh, we're at, we're at Greycliff And he went and checked it out and they went to the chocolates and then they he went to the cigar factory and he checked it all out and he said it was awesome. So um, I definitely want to do that for myself. Now, We're out. Sorry, I just wanted to check one thing. All right. So I think we're going to hit our news segment really quickly, and then we're going to continue our conversation. But we'll give you a little bit of a break. We'll break it up a little bit. Our cigar news is once again brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. If you head over to McAuliffeCigars.com today, you can sign up to become an official ambassador. Get your official ambassador number and coin. Head over to Facebook and check out the official McAuliffe Ambassadors Facebook group. Um, so there was a story that we put out, um, the beginning of the week. Sorry. I don't know where it is. I just had it up here. Um, we put it out after half, we put it out. Um, some folks had messaged me privately asking me about, is this a true story? And I have to remind everyone, uh, I report on stuff and we write articles for our website. Once we have, you know, credible sources, or if you know it's already been published by another publication that you know has cited credible sources. So, we don't just post stuff to post stuff. So, what what I what I wrote is from is is true it's from real information. Um, we don't. I'm not really going to get into it a hundred percent, but I will lightly glaze over it and bring people aware to this situation. Um, there has been talk from some credible sources, according to Half Wheel who originally reported on this, um, that there is the potential for a Nicaraguan uh, ban on imports, which obviously sounds scary, and it is. Uh, There's no word on how serious this is or what the status of this is or what's going into this. There have been some political indifferences between the United States and Nicaragua, and Nicaragua and other countries around the world, which is obviously what has led to this. Um, but from a cigar standpoint, obviously this is an alarming statement because you hear that and you think like, oh no, uh, what does that mean for cigars? It means, uh, it means several different things. It could be, um, no Nicaraguan tobacco and and cigars could be imported if this actually ends up going all the way to the extreme, which as many people can imagine would be very scary. Um, there could just be, this could be going through at maybe a lower level, maybe a high tariff. On tobacco coffee and other imports from Nicaragua which causes the price of cigars to go up through the roof because it's not just the cigars that are coming in from Nicaragua it's the other countries that make cigars using Nicaraguan tobacco and now pay a higher tariff on those products um, so there's multiple ways this or nothing could happen at all um, but there there is a there is a real concern that there could be some kind of um, political uh, thing here um, where the Nicaraguan tobacco and cigars could be a casualty or a partial casualty, uh, and it is a developing story. This is something that's not really new news, um, but it's it's out there, and I just uh, we wanted to share that. Obviously, it's, it's been in the news in the cigar industry, so wanted to touch on that and just bring awareness to people to be like, hey, just so you guys know, um, you can read more about it at smokingtobacco.com. Where there's a little bit more information, like I said, I'm not going to really dissect the whole thing right here. Uh, maybe we'll talk about it on spare notes this weekend with William Cooper. But um, yeah, just I wanted to bring that up because I thought it was pretty pretty. And important. not a lot
0: of people are talking about
1: it. Um, I think that's. I think there's I th- I. Or talking publicly, I should say about it. I think um, there's a lot of people who. Maybe close to this situation, who um, they don't want to speculate or they don't want to comment um, because they're not sure. Uh, people who maybe are unsure of, you know, maybe taking a side or stand. I don't know, but th- there is—it's it, not new. It's not completely new news. It's been around, but I, I definitely there. There's not a lot of people talking about it publicly, um, but. Um, it, it's something I I felt that you know people should be at least aware of that it, that it exists as a possibility, um, so like I said, it's a developing story, and as that changes and if it does, obviously we'll, we will bring you updates and new information on that. But something to keep an eye on for sure. Um, like I said, whether it's a full blown ban, or we could be talking at maybe you know tariffs or higher it might be taxes worth on
0: stocking up on your favorite Nicaraguan scars.
1: It's true too. That's Just in case, it's true. You never know. You if, if you like if you like stuff that's from Nicaragua, you might want to buy it now. Who knows? Um, so anyway, that is our news for the week, brought to you by McAuliffe Cigars. So I asked you before the show uh, about your name because I was like, oh wow, that's very unique, very different. Obviously, um, that is not your that's not your actual name. No, this is your your DJ name or your stage name, so to speak, right. uh, as you had mentioned before. But um, you did offer up that part of it was a shortened form of a nickname, and um, that there's a little more of a story there. So tell us the story around Pila Congri and what all of that means.
2: So when I started DJing, I was the only girl in the crew, like like always, and there were the guys were trying to come up with a DJ name. So there were two names. It was either Paradise or Magic. So they called me Paradise. We stuck with Paradise. So I was DJ Paradise growing up. And then all my friends kept calling me P. Nobody would call me Paradise. So we shortened Paradise to P. And when I started recording and doing urban music, the producer that I was working with, uh, we had done a reggaeton song. And once I was done with the song, he was like in awe that it came out the way that it came out. And he goes, you're you're La Cangri. And I was like, what is that? He goes, La Cangri is... Uh, congresswoman, game changer, uh, person in charge, the best of the best. He goes, you are La Cangri, so you, you should call yourself Pila Cangri. So I stuck with that, with Pila Cangri, Wow. And that's where
1: the name came from. Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: So Cangri means, you know, big boss, the best. Yeah.
1: And which makes sense, boss of the block, too. So, yeah, everyone wants to be the boss. Apparently, you are the boss now. Uh, that's what they yes. call you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> absolutely Um, that's really cool that's special you know it's it's you know it's fun because you know we don't have a lot of people like yourself on the show um but obviously there's a lot of them out there and you always wonder like where they get that name from like how did they they come up with that did someone give it to them like i remember reading a story i don't know how accurate it is but like for example like post malone right i read and i don't know if this is true post malone got Mm -hmm. his name after putting his his name into like a rap name generator and it spit out post Malone. Cause I, I think his name is Austin Malone. So it was like post Malone. He was like, that's it. And that's just what he went with. And that's without, that became his rapper name. And so it's always, it's just funny to like, you know, hear these stories like of, of where people get their name from. That's a cool story. I really like that one. Um, <laughs> and it's a little bit of a flex. I'm not going to lie. It's, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, boss, you know, I'm, I'm in charge.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, absolutely. And, and it's cool that someone else gave it to me. Like right. It wasn't like I named myself, oh, I, I am the boss. You know, it's, it's a true story. So it's, it's kind of cool that someone else gave it to me. That they saw, I guess they saw it before I saw it, which is dope.
1: That is cool. That is cool. Um, well, why don't we do our top three segment because it's, kind of it's kind of on theme and I'm excited to hit that. So our top three segment, once again, is brought to you by Room 101 Scars.
2: Watch the smoking tobacco show. Eat your vegetables, take your vitamins, smoke room one oh one.
0: Words of wisdom uh, from our of, friend Matt Booth. <laughs>
1: words Words of Wisdom. Um, so I wanted to I try to I try to make these, you know, a little bit more personable, uh, depending on the guest based on other, you know, parts of their background or whatever. So music related, DJ related, three places in the entire world. Uh, or it could be Maybe I'll make it a little bit broader. It could be it could be a venue. It could be like a specific event or a party. Um, but three places, like all time, that you would love to DJ an event at.
2: That's easy. You ready? Okay, here we go. First, okay, choice number three, Ibiza. Choice number
1: two, Ibiza. Choice number one, Ibiza. <laughs> wow. That's it. <laughs> so is that like? considered the holy grail like when you when you DJ or you perform an event there like you've made it like that is the that's the place
2: I I could just like (laughs) just walk away that's it I'm done (laughs) I am done and I was I was heading there right before COVID you know COVID has a change plans for a lot of people right but I I yeah but it'll happen yeah Ibiza is like wow Ibiza yeah Ibiza I mean I could have said Tomorrowland too but Ibiza is like outside, and it's there's beach, and and it's just it's just the vibes, you know what I'm saying? I yeah, think yeah,
1: that's, yeah. It's like paradise. It's like, the
0: place to go. Absolutely. Yeah, it's the place to
1: go. Like the Bahamas. I mean, oh. that's another beautiful place. I mean, Ibiza is obviously different, but I mean, yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. Now, so yeah. do you do you perform around the country at all too, or is it really just you're in those two places most of the time?
2: no i i do i perform all over the country wherever someone needs me i'll fly out to to perform i I don't do like um i do clubs i'll do special events or sometimes i get clients that come to the club Mm -hmm. and they want to hire me for their birthday because they want their birthday to be like a club like not so much like a traditional birthday party they want the vibes to be more like a like a you know like that club vibe so i'll do that like i'm not like a wedding dj or anything like that unless someone's getting married like i have one client that's getting married he's having a wedding dj but he's hired me to come in like after dinner for an hour and just knock it out the park and get everybody up and dancing
1: and oh well, there you
2: go. yeah yeah so i i do I, I fly i fly everywhere to to dj it doesn't matter where where it's at yeah. so
1: so at what age did you really start like consistently performing like in clubs like for money like all like on a regular basis
2: I, I started in college, but then I stopped because I got a record deal and I started touring with a, with a band.
1: Oh, okay. And I didn't
2: think, yeah, and I didn't think that I can do both. I mean, you know, I just somehow, I don't know why, it's just dumb that I didn't think that I can do both, so that I could sing, rap, and DJ. So a few years ago, I hired a different manager and I have two successful radio shows. I'm on 103.7 The Beat out of uh, Chicago and, and com out of Miami. And I did my radio show. My manager called me, said, hey, the radio show was awesome. Who did the mixes? And I didn't say anything. And he's like, "Did you mix the show?" I said, "I did." He says, "So you are like a real DJ?" I said, "Yes." He goes, "Why why didn't you tell me?" I said, "I just didn't want to take away from singing." He goes, "No fool, you're adding to it." He goes, "You're DJing. That means you can play your own songs. Your whole look means that." People are going are gonna to drive to you, and those people will follow you on all your digital platforms. So he, the next day, he booked me at a club. The wow. next It was a Tuesday. I said, where am I playing? He said, at a club. I said, in front of people? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what, are you crazy? He goes, you're playing, and you're getting paid. So we went out to this club on a Tuesday, and I played, and I knocked it out. And I was there for like three weeks. And they pay me minimal. I think it was like a buck fifty. I played for like two hours, a hundred and fifty for like two hours. Wow. And then someone saw someone saw me there on the third week and they hired me in Manhattan. And all of a sudden it was like four hundred bucks for an hour. I said, wait, I'm liking this. I'm liking this very much. <laughs> very much. So I played at that club for a few weeks and then from there it went into the thousands. It was like it was it was overnight, but it wasn't overnight type of thing. Right, and what what happened was the DJs that weren't playing my songs because you know m- music is political like everything else. DJs want to play what's popular. They don't they don't break records anymore. They're they're afraid to play something new, maybe because I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the reason is, but the DJs that weren't playing my stuff because now I'm in their playground and it's all guys. Now they're playing my music, like my manager said it it would happen. So it's a great thing that I'm DJing at all these venues. And the other thing I get to give back when when someone comes to me and says, Hey, I'm a singer, I'm a rapper, can you play my song? I don't blow them off. I say, Let me hear it. If I like it, I'll play it. And I play it. If I like it, I'll play it. I don't blow off anybody because you, that that person you blow off can be the next me. You don't know who that person's gonna be. That's true. And I think it's I think it's awful. I mean, it hurts my feelings when when some when the DJ blows off an artist. It doesn't matter how bad how bad they are. You know, I mean, taste is relevant, right? You could like a cigar, maybe Nicole, maybe he doesn't like it. doesn't mean it's a bad cigar, it means you both have two different palettes. It's the same thing with music. Music is up to the, t- you know, to the, the, the audience. The audience m- might like something s- brand new. And if you're a brave enough DJ and you believe in something, you know, if I believe in something, I'll play it, I don't care. So um, being a DJ has helped my singing career immensely immensely it's a beautiful thing when you're able to to do what you do and and help somebody else because you see the flaws in the system
1: you understand it. you've been there yourself and then you know from those experiences you can share that with somebody else or you know give someone else the the maybe the opportunity that someone didn't give you once upon a time when you were like hey i'm trying to break on the scene and like get out of here kid like no one wants to hear you and it's like And then, you know, now it's your turn and and someone goes, hey, like, will you play my track? And you're like, well, I remember when someone blew me off. Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to do that to you because I know how it feels like. Yeah, I'll give you a shot. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. There's a respect there. And it's 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 the love and the respect of the game. Um, And like you said, it's not it's not specific to just music. It could be cigars. It could be anything. It's it could it
2: it definitely could be anything. You know, I, I the biggest shock of my life was DJing together with a DJ that would never play my stuff. And as I'm in the club with him, he's playing my stuff. Wow! What do you do? You just laugh. You're like, <laughs> "All right." <laughs> you're like, "It took me to come into in, into your into your circle for you to play my music." You know, thank you. I, I don't know what to say, but it, it's cool. I love my life, so there's no complaints.
1: Yeah, no. I mean, it, it sounds like you're you're having a hell of a time. Um, oh, I am. (laughs) do you uh i I, now let me ask you a question so when you're djing an event right do you smoke while you dj or is this or is is it kind of take away from the cigar experience or is it kind of a a, more of a distraction while you're trying to do that or is smoking really like for your set's over you're done now i can sit down and relax and have my cigar and my scotch and i can just relax now because now my job is done now it's leisure time
2: uh if it's a great night, which it usually is, and I, I'm feeling like and, I, and I'm feeling like the boss, I'll smoke while I'm DJing. Yeah, there you go. How how I mean how, how cool is it to walk into a club and see a chick smoking a cigar while she's DJing? Come on.
1: That's pretty badass. That's like
2: the cool that's pretty <laughs> badass. Yeah. It is it is. Yeah, so yeah, I, I definitely have smoked when I'm DJing. hundred percent. I think yeah. it's cool.
1: Now super you cool. You mentioned
2: and we have we have a rooftop also where where I DJ. Yeah. So it's it's great to to DJ up there because I'm able to smoke. Oh, it's absolutely. Super rooftop.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Now you mentioned before that you uh, like you drink you, you drink a lot of scotch. I assume that that's probably your your go to. Uh, yes. What, what do you what do you drink for scotch? Out of curiosity.
2: Johnny Walker Blue.
1: Johnny Walker Blue. Okay. Okay. Yes. She's got a taste. She's got a taste. Okay. Some yeah, I got a little <laughs> bit of taste. And and, and
2: and I I also like I don't know if this is weird, but I I love champagne with with cigars. Is that crazy?
0: No, I love champagne with cigars. Yeah, so. Nicole.
1: Nicole drinks a lot oh, of champagne. Oh, Nicole.
0: Yeah. Nicole. <laughs> so,
1: yeah.
2: Okay. When you come to New York, I got you with the champagne. I love champagne with cigars. That must be like a girly thing, maybe. I don't know.
0: I just think the flavor goes well together.
2: Like, that's but most people look yeah. at me weird when i say that
0: no i i actually see a lot of females drinking champagne with cigars
1: it's a good okay. pairing yeah i mean i, I would say is... with the right with the right pairing yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: yeah.
2: I, like, I like i like champagne with cigars i also like a, a great Prosecco with cigars i don't like a flavored like a rose i like you know straight like a champagne straight straight Prosecco uh like not a rose or anything like that but yeah i do so, yeah, blue label is uh my number one thing, and if I can get my hands on some great Cuban rum, which uh in the Bahamas they have Redcliffe uh, has a great collection of great Cuban rums. I mean there's nothing like having like Cuban rum with cigars,
1: yeah, I was just gonna say to you too, I mean, being Cuban, I mean you you, you have to be a rum drinker too um, I would assume, yeah. but um and it sounds like that is yes. the case um yes. are, are you a dark rum white rum spiced rum Where dark do you... rum dark rum
2: I like dark rum
1: yeah dark rum's good yeah. it's yeah, so I like dark it, rum. it's so funny because I just started kind of getting into rums I mean I was I've been really into whiskey uh I started to get into tequila a little bit last year this year has been me starting to kind of explore rums now and um I was drinking a lot of kind of I tried, I not any of the usual ones like Zacapa or Flor um, but recently I actually started to to really start to drink through some of those, and I've really found some good gems. Um, and I've been really enjoying the rum, the rum game. It's been it's been a nice change from the whiskey game. It's it's a
2: Zacapa is really good rum.
1: Zacapa, yeah. So I was actually in Tampa with uh, with John, my friend John Carney, and uh, we actually we were with Cynthia Fuente and we were at grand cathedral and i w- and she was like hey what do you want to drink and i was like i'm feeling rum tonight and she's like ooh which rum do you want to drink and i was like i don't know i just started getting into rums and so i looked at my friend john and he was like oh you have to try the coppa 23 And I was like, "Oh wow, never had it!" And I was like, "Okay, I didn't, I don't know, I didn't know if it was like fancy or whatever." And I was like, "Okay, I'll try that." And so Cynthia's like, "We'll take two of those, make them double." And I was like, "Okay, this is (laughs) gonna be fun." So uh, it came, and I was just, I, I sipped it, and I was like, "Holy shit!" I'm like, "This is great." (laughs) I'm like, "This is great rum." I've been drinking the wrong shit. (laughs) Oh, you've been drinking the
0: Havana Club too.
1: No, I haven't actually. I, I haven't cracked open Havana Club yet
2: what is it Havana Club American or Cuban
1: Cuban Cuban. so Nicole thank God Nicole Nicole (laughs) went over thank God Nicole went over to England because Nicole actually lived in England for several years growing up and uh, because her 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 mother and her family are over there so she went over there earlier this year to visit and of course she had to come back with with, um, the
0: Cuban goodies that I could get
1: with goodies. So she yes, came back with some yes. cigars, and she came back with a bunch of Cadbury chocolate because that's my favorite. And of course, she came back with two bottles of Havana Club, um, the Seven Años, and uh, I, Selecciones? I think yeah. yes, yes. So we got I got a bottle of each of those, and I, I you know what, And I put them in my little cellar where I keep all my bottles of stuff. And I actually forgot about it, and uh, but I do have them, and I should open those soon. See, yeah, I thought you opened them. No, That's I didn't bad. open them yet. I forgot all about that.
2: <laughs> yeah, the, those those are pretty good. On the the seven the seven años and the selecciones, uh, Cuba has these rums that are made by um, Casa uh, Havana Club, which is like the the umbrella. Right. They've got these rums that they don't sell in any other countries. Those are the great rums. They've got something called Ritual that costs about $7.90 that tastes like a $100 bottle of rum. Uh, they've got another one called Santiago. They've got Santiago Añejo. um they They've got these incredible – Zacapa is, reminds me a lot of Cuban rum. So okay. if you like Zacapa, you're going to love everything Cuban. A Havana Club is a great place to start, and those are really two good rums. They really are. Good going, Nicole. That, those are great rums that you brought back.
0: Got to shop.
1: Yeah, she, she, picked, I, she picked it out. So I give her the credit. Yeah, she came back with this suitcase that was like 100 pounds. I'm like, what's in there? She's like, I brought stuff back. <laughs> and I opened it up, and there's, there's two bottles of Cuban rum. There's uh, an an Ireland-only bottle of Jameson whiskey. I think wow. It, I think it yeah. was the Jameson – is it the Jameson stout something?
0: I think so. It's something. Yeah. It's,
1: like it's something with stout in it. And I remember looking at it, and she was like, yeah, my mom got this for us. And on the back, it was like for UK only or whatever. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then she came back with a homemade bottle of whiskey that her cousin made. Oh, wow. So I'm like, In
0: England, yeah.
1: that's different. That's so, uh, yeah, she came back with a bunch of bottles of stuff, and uh, it was cool. It was I really want homemade. some of that.
2: The, right? The homemade stuff. The home- yeah. <laughs> yeah, It's strong, but – um.
0: For- no my um my nana who lives over in england she actually makes champagne so she'll make her own champagne um and my cousin you know he'll he toys with like gin whiskey different things so
2: that's a fun place to be i want to go visit they know how to (laughs) party their home (laughs) oh my god
1: well they're they're irish who have since moved over to england so they know how to drink so they do um (laughs) and Nicole certainly does too. Don't let Nicole fool you. I mean, she um she can put some she can put some pretty strong whiskey away. I mean, I'll tell you there's some there's some whiskeys that she drinks that even I wouldn't touch and um, it's like her dad says she gets that from her mom's side. Um oh, wow. of the family. They uh they're they're Irish, you know. That's what they do. So it's uh, it's fun because I have a really great drinking buddy.
2: <laughs> that's that's what's up. So either at PCA next year or at the Bahamas, we've, we've got to get our drink on.
1: Mm, absolutely.
0: Hopefully it's the Bahamas. First. The Bahamas would yeah. be fun.
1: <laughs> we need it. Yeah, man. We spend so much time traveling for cigar stuff that it would, we need to go on a non-cigar related trip soon. That's uh, so the Bahamas might suffice because we can we can stop by Greatcliff do a little bit of cigar stuff, but for the most part it'll be a a non-cigar trip, so you're
2: that. gonna go to Greycliff and and never leave. <laughs> Guar- <laughs> gu- guarantee, <laughs> guaranteed.
1: Ah, uh, guaranteed. I'm excited. So one of the last things I wanted to ask you about, while you're on the show, as we get towards the end of the show, um, sure. I wanted I wanted to kind of circle back to, um, sisters of the leaf, right? So you know, as we were talking a little bit about before, you know, you're a sister of the leaf you obviously you have your own cigar now and you're in the industry and you, you know, you've been to the trade show and now you're, you're in the rat race. Right. So, um, you know, first of all, I mean, we, we talked about like, obviously how amazing it you know, felt for you to you know, have a cigar made and, and to be on that, you know, that, that initial reaction. Right. But now that you're kind of on this, on this ride and this journey, and you know, you're kind of, you're beginning to build your, your own uh, story in the cigar industry. Um, you know, what, what are some of the things that, you know, about the industry, right, the cigar industry, um, that maybe you'd like to see change in terms of, you know, other Sisters of the Leaf and, you know, maybe, you know, whether it's, you know, people being more accepting of more women or just having women, you know, be a little bit more uh, expansive in the things that they try to do. Just like what are like things that you see from your point of view? I know you guys kind of talked a little bit about this at the roundtable meeting. Um, maybe you could bring like a little bit of, you know, what you talked about there to the show tonight while you're here.
2: You know, I I think if you recall at the round table, what I said was that I, I really haven't had, I don't want to say negative, but I haven't had any obstacles. It's been like, just like zoom. I, I don't know if it's because it's the vibes or, 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 or whatever, whatever it is. Um, I haven't had like I, ha- I haven't seen anything that that will require me to want to want to want change. What I what I do think is that now is an opportune time for women to take hold and and just to jump in and get it done. I think everything is open. It's you know we're in 2022, people are open to everything. A lot of the women that I met at at Sisters of the Leaf, man, they own their own farms. One of them has a plane. Like they're really doing things. You know what I mean? They're, they're like they're they're like a big deal, you know. Like I talk to everybody about them. I think that these, if anything that I would change, is to bring more awareness to these women and their existence. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. I think yeah. there's not enough awareness um, about these women. When I talk to other people about these women, whether it's people in the music industry or people that I just meet, I talk to them about Quesada. I talk to them about Reyes. I talk to them about all oh, these women. They're like. Well, who are they? I think it just there has to be more awareness that they exist, that they're here, that they're vibrant, that they're players, and that they're bosses. And I think that's what I would change is somehow to be able to bring more awareness to who they are.
1: Yeah, it's definitely um, it's something that I think it's slowly happening. It, I feel like you know, and you know, being in the media, it's kind of what we do. We kind of just you know we watch and observe and see and. Uh, you know, we're not in factories and focus on that side. So we're, we're, we're looking at everything on the surface. So like, I see a lot of things change. I see like the trends and whatnot. And I feel like especially, you know, with the pandemic, the cigar industry before that was still kind of very old school. Um, you know, with the pandemic, you know, we saw the rise of a lot more technology, a lot more online stuff, a lot more media, a lot more virtual events, shows and stuff like that. You know, and I feel like it's, it's getting more people connected. And Mm -hmm. I think that as that continues to evolve for the cigar industry, I think you're slowly starting and especially through, you know, avenues like us, like with the media, uh, you're slowly starting to see, you know, women being highlighted more and more. I mean, some of the women at that meeting, you know, you had, um, you know, Leo from Nova, you had Karen Berger, you had, um, you Amanda McAuliffe was there. You know, you mentioned, um, you know, the Reyes were there. Um, Drunk
2: Chicken, right? Drunk drunk Chicken. 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 Desiree
1: was there. Uh, you're yeah. right and they're all and they're all like they're, they're bosses they're women they they own their own companies factories they're bosses
2: um, they're like big bosses
1: yeah they're not like low ranking people on the totem pole they're all people <laughs> that, that run these businesses too so no. um, and you're starting to see more and more of them um, highlighted in the media um, and have their stories being told and, and like you know who this person is and what they do and you know and, and, and the fact that you know they are women and you know they've they've made their they're slowly making their voice known in this, you know, what was always really a, a very male dominated industry. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um no and it's nice. And now, you know, you come onto the scene and there's there's another sister of the leaf that's, you know, there's another woman in charge. There's another woman with a brand who's on the scene and I know that, you know, you're still new to it, but you know, that you got nothing but time. You know, you just keep on keep on doing your thing and you'll, you know, make your story known and keep selling your cigars and you know, I think that uh, that'll be awesome to. It's awesome to have more women around. So absolutely.
2: absolutely. You know, s- someone said For to sure.
1: me, so, and it's funny. Someone said to me recently, "Hey, you know, you don't, you don't usually have a lot of women on your show." And I said, "Well, we try to. You know, we, we I, I'm mm-hmm. always, I'm always open to it. I have, no, you know, there's no like, oh, like anytime there's a woman who's available, like, yes, come on the show. Um, we try to. The, the fact of the matter is, is there's obviously there's like a ratio there's not as many of them as there are you know the men in the industry and there's a lot of you of, know, there's course, a lot of people yeah. that come on the show so we we try anytime I have the opportunity to have uh a woman on the show I, I'd love to have the opportunity um and you know of course you know we're we're so happy that you were able to come on with us tonight it was very special thank so, you for having yeah. me yeah, yeah I was absolutely. I was
2: super happy when you reached out to me I was like wow you noticed you know uh We've been getting a, a lot of really good press and a lot of stuff, but it was really exciting. I've seen who you've had on before, and it was an, it's an honor to be here with you guys.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, we thank you for the time. Um, you know, we thank you for coming on, and talking about Great Cliff and about your cigars. Uh, I definitely learned some things uh, about Great Cliff too that I didn't know before, and uh, just really excited to try the Boss of the Block. I mean. You know, it's I, I'm excited now. I, you know, I, I got to try these cigars. Um, and like I yeah, said, we, we didn't get to meet up with you at the trade show, unfortunately. Um, but next year, for sure, we're uh, we're going to see you at the trade show. We're very excited.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, DM me with the address. So I can send you those cigars in a few weeks. I Abs- got you
1: absolutely uh well stay with us really quick uh while we end the show and we'll we'll talk to you off the air really quick um so guys thank you for watching with us uh once again thank you to pila kangri for coming on the show check out her cigars boss of the block from great cliff cigars and uh while you're at it head over to smoking for more news and updates from the cigar industry and don't forget to like and subscribe on our youtube channel and everywhere you can find your podcasts
0: and this weekend we have.
1: Oh, that's right! Yeah. How can I forget? You, you gotta. Oh, how can I forget? How can <laughs> I forget? Plug it! Oh my God! Thank you. I almost, I almost ran the show without it. So, big <laughs> news: uh, we will be doing the KMA takeover this weekend. Smoking Tobacco will be taking over KMA. That's right. Kiss My Ass Radio, Big Abe, de, uh, uh, Abe DeBobby, Big Delicious, sitting this one out. It's going to be Nicole and I. Jonathan Carney will be there as Smoking Tobacco. As for guests, we will have not one, not two, but three guests on that takeover: Lito Gomez Sr., Lito Gomez Jr., oh, wow. and Tony Gomez. So the Gomez trifecta. Trifecta. All three of them are all going to be together on KMA with us for our takeover Saturday morning at 10 a.m. You guys know where to go. You guys know KMA. Uh, we will be there. We will be pulling the strings for the most part. Paul will be there, too, and I think Alex will be there in the background. But for the most part, it's our show this week. So don't forget to check it out. I'm so glad. I almost almost ran right through that. I forgot. Um, I can't believe that. But, yeah, no, absolutely. Check that out. And then, of course, Saturday night at 9 p.m., it's another edition of Spare Notes with me and William Cooper. So we have a lot of things to cover on Saturday night. It's going to be a, a, uh, it's going to be a, a long Saturday of shows and broadcasts, but we're going to get through it. So don't forget to check that out this Saturday. And uh, with that, we'll see you on KMA. Take care, guys.
0: Bye, everyone. Good night. Thank you for spending your time with us at Smoke & Tobacco. Please remember to like and subscribe for more episodes and content. And as always, visit SmokeAndTobacco.com for news and updates from the cigar industry.